Rock, the musical, lands in Newcastle July 18th. Get ready to stick it to the man with the ultimate musical thrill ride based on the legendary film and with a rockin' new score from Andrew Lloyd Webber. School of Rock, the musical. Book now. Live at the Civic Theatre, Newcastle, 18th and the 20th of July. Grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton. Well, the clocks have gone back. The nights are a little cooler. And what is there to do than to snuggle up for some action? Well, we've got you covered right through the colder months, dear listener, with all of the hot sex tips that you can employ while the weather is cold. Tonight, Gab will be along to talk about a concept that speaks to busy parents with no energy everywhere. She invites us to connect through slow sex. No expectation, no energy required, just a whole lot of connection and yumminess. Jasmine asks us to check in with our bodies to let our bodies speak to us about what we need in the bedroom. And Nikki will be along to talk about knocking on the back door. (laughs) That's all coming up tonight in After Dark. We all know the brain is the biggest sex organ, so it's no wonder there's a fair bit of psychology behind our sexual practices. Our resident sex and relationships therapist, Gabrielle Laurie, helps us navigate our way around the bedroom, or whichever room takes your fancy. What head are you thinking with on After Dark? It's always an absolute pleasure to have our resident sex and relationships therapist, Gab Laurie, in the chair. And today is absolutely no exception. But I do have a confession to make because I have learnt so much over the time that I've been doing After Dark with Gab. But usually what she does is she lets me know what we're chatting about and then I research it, uh, particularly if it's a concept that I haven't heard of. And uh Look, today, Gap, I have to tell you that the the dog ate my homework. <laughs> well, I did spring it on you. Okay. <laughs> I, oh. I blame my toddlers. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I totally would. Who yeah, wouldn't? Yeah. Um, yeah. I how you juggle everything that you have to do in your world, I will have no idea. But this actually is a lovely seg into our topic today, which is Slow Sex by Diana Richardson. Uh, Now, obviously, as the name suggests, we know what we're going to talk about, but I really want to get into the whole concept of what this is. Yeah, well, I agree with you that it's a good segue because I have two little people that we have to look after. So uh, my partner and I are often exhausted and time poor and everything else, Mm. not not much time to date. (laughs) (laughs) So slow sex is great for busy couples and you don't have to wait till you're in the mood, you don't have to wait till you've got energy, you don't have to perform. It's actually really just perfect for today's couples because everyone's pretty burnt out after the pandemic 
And it's also like a, a very healing form of sex and a mindfulness-based sex. So, right. yeah, so it's really good for you. Right. So yeah. I guess it's about connection, not performance. Is that sort of... Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yes. Where we're going with it, right. Because, like, you're exactly right. I mean, I had uh, Sindra Banks was on the show last week and she actually came up with, she did a poll about what couples argue about. And 60% of that poll said they argue about the amount of sex that they're having as couples, which is quite startling really. But then when you think about it, life is just coming at us at 100 miles an hour and it is one of the things that gets pushed to the back burner. Yeah, absolutely. And and most couples after the honeymoon period, they have mismatched libidos. That's normal. Mm. And so there's often like a pursuer distancer cycle that they're stuck in where the pursuer always feels rejected and unwanted and the distancer always feels smothered and abnormal and no matter how much they give, it's never enough. So it's it's really tough on couples if they don't know all this, that it's normal to have mismatched libidos it's normal to have no time or energy. <laughs> I mean, if the society was set up in a healthier way, it wouldn't be normal, but in our society in the West. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but when we say the West, I mean, you and I have talked about this a lot and uh, the Nordic countries have it all over us in terms of um, their education about connection, relationships and empathy in schools um, and we are just wandering around like chooks with our heads cut off with no idea, really. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about it. So, you know, we have a busy couple. They're burnt out. They want that connection. How do we go about having slow sex? Apart from the actual mechanics of it, let's get into the mindset of what we're, what, what mindset we need to go into this with. I suppose it can work for any couple that feels loved in their top two love languages by their partner. Mm. So if you've got heaps of resentment blocking you from wanting to connect at all, you probably have to clear that up by seeing a therapist first or yeah, sorting some stuff out. But if you're actually just not connecting sexually because you're tired and you're busy then slow sex is great like if you still feel loved and you still love your partner and you you know uh this is good for the higher libido partner and the lower libido partner it's like a meeting in the middle so and also a lot of marriages can get lonely so you know performance-based orgasm focused sex can leave a lot of people feeling more empty you know what i mean yes where it's just like a a quickie, but you're not really connecting. You're both thinking of other people. Who knows? Soldiers in the jungle. <laughs> is that your thing, is it, Gav? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Revelation, you heard it here first. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what married couples do, I suppose, at times, you know. Uh, think of the Kardashians or Angelina Jolie, both hitting on the guy or both hitting on the woman, you know. They're, but slow sex actually makes you present with your partner, really, really present uh, and present with their touch. You start breathing slowly at the same time. Um, there's no foreplay. Uh, the male, if, if it, you're a heterosexual couple, the male just um, puts his 
penis inside the vagina and you lie there. Right. And you don't move and you just breathe at the same time and you gaze in each other's eyes and you can say, oh, wow, that feels nice or something, but you're not allowed to cause friction, you know, it's about breathing and being present and really connecting. And some couples can cry because they haven't really connected that intimately for years. Yeah. Um, Some couples can find it really hard to actually be that intimate with someone. Like, you know, they have a bit of a fear of intimacy in long-term married life because – this person's seen you at your worst and you've had fights over who's doing the washing up or not putting the knives in the right way in the dishwasher and it's just not sexy, like whose turn it is to change the nappy on the baby. (laughs) And so we don't really associate our partner's face with sexy stuff anymore. We associate Mm. it with arguing about jobs or time or not getting some downtime or Logistics. or not feeling yeah. appreciated or heard. So, yeah, you might need to do some kind of uh, gratitude practice just before you do slow mm. sex, like just take two minutes to write all the things you're really grateful for in each other. Um, and then that kind of builds up that energy and then you can practice slow sex without getting too uncomfortable. You might have a laugh while you're doing it. That's okay. Yeah, because I think it's it's really beautiful what you're saying and I think that sometimes we confuse sex with intimacy and they're two different things. Yes. And this is an opportunity for intimacy, mm. which is really where your relationship blossoms. You can have penis and vagina physical sex with anybody. Yeah. You know, but really connecting in that way with your partner and also not having that pressure of orgasm is the goal. I need to get them off. I need, you know, I need to get off. That's, you know, like that's actually like a really wholesome practice. Yeah. You're actually not meant to have that goal. Like you're just meant to be really present with your partner if you accidentally orgasm that's okay and you'd be surprised at couples actually think oh we're not going to feel anything or just lying there it's going to be so boring or or the male worries what if I go flaccid and and you know she might imagine I'm not into her or and vice versa so all these anxieties but if you actually go oh it's okay if you go flaccid, he might, you know, it might get more erect again in a few minutes. Mm. Like if we don't fight it and we just notice what's happening in our body and just be present with, oh, wow, I can really feel you or um, oh, I noticed when you squeezed your muscles around me then or yeah. it be- can be quite uh, erotic and then people can s- go, oh, no, I accidentally orgasmed. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 which is, you know what though, that would definitely happen because what this does is it doesn't make it another thing to tick off the to-do list. There is no expectation going into it. And yes. How freeing is that? Because you're expected to get the lunches ready, you're expected to do the washing, you're expected to pick the kids up from soccer practice. There are a lot of things on our to-do lists that we must tick off. So we don't want to make sex one of those things that we have to tick off and there is a right way and a wrong way to do it. Everyone needs to orgasm 
Um, we must have it two times a week, um, twice on Sundays possibly. Um, you know, this just like it's actually really freeing. Yes, you described it perfectly. It's just free from any outcome attachment. And you're, you're so right in saying that people are absolutely overwhelmed with all these pressures in life. Yeah. They never actually take a break like to do some mindfulness or meditation so you can do it at the same time while you're having sex. <laughs> and time-efficient people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that is just so powerful, Gab. If people wanted to find out more about that, obviously uh, they can get in touch with you uh, for some sessions, which is always helpful. But it is Slow Sex by Diana Richardson is the thing that we're talking about today. And is that that's a book available online? or Yeah, you can get her book. You can listen to her video clips online. Uh, there's plenty of information out there. There's there's more to it, so I've just given us the the small basic yeah. starter kit yes. <laughs> intro. Yeah. So yeah, you can definitely do more and practice more. Like there's workshops out there um, before kids. My partner and I went to a workshop on it, and it was amazing. That's so cool. Yeah, I love that. And are you research in, research? Yeah. Are you putting <laughs> it into practice now that you you're in like deep in toddler land? Yeah, it's the only sex you can have. <laughs> you're, you're too tired to move. I love it. Listen, I'm sure that there are a lot of time poor and stretch people out there breathing a sigh of relief going, oh, my God, i got to get my hands on this stuff. <laughs> oh, Gab, thanks so much for bringing this uh, to our attention. It is a, an amazing concept. And uh, one that I think is going to resonate with a lot of couples out there. Thank you for joining us once again on After Dark. Oh, you're so welcome. People often buy toys for Christmas, then complain because they don't come with batteries. But, but, but don't they know the new toys are USB chargeable? Flirt Adult Store. Find us on Facebook or 90 Beaumont Street. Want to unlock your pleasure? Jasmine invites you to push past your limiting beliefs around sex and love. It's Conscious Sexuality. It's always a pleasure to have Jasmine Carmen from Conscious Sexuality with us on After Dark. And tonight is absolutely no exception. How do you find yourself this evening, Jasmine? I'm doing great, thanks, Louise. You always are. Like, you're such a beautiful light uh, and I always feel so, you know, filled up and peaceful after we've had our little interviews together. Now, (laughs) you're going to uh, get us to tap into something that I guess uh, you always bring these little things, gems to the table that I guess life gets busy and we don't really think about and you always get us to check in with ourselves and you're going to do that again tonight. Yes, you are right. I am. I'm back with some more information about how we can learn to tune into our inner wisdom, which means we're going to be able to connect more deeper into our body and get the information that we want. Mm. Our bodies are amazing, aren't they? Uh, because if we listen and we tune in, they tell us everything we need to know. Exactly. Mm. That's the secret. By the act of being present, yes. choosing to be present with ourselves, with our bodies, 
and listening, being aware, noticing. Just by noticing the details, can really we can really tap into a hell of a lot of wisdom about ourselves. Yeah. Okay. I'm interested to see how we do this because life on the outside can get noisy at times Mm -hmm. Mm. and pull our attention in a million different ways. Mm. That's right. It can. And the path to inner wisdom, to more delight, to, you know, more long-term happiness, to all those things that we are seeking, I believe is through the act of choosing, of making conscious choices that are going to help close the gap from where we are now to where we want to be. And one of the ways that we can do that is simply by, you know, doing a visualization practice or a bit of a meditation practice on where we are in life right now, assessing if, if our long-term listeners remember the head, the heart, and the honeypot, assessing those three key areas in our life and working out where we're not happy. Where is it that we want to change and where would we ideally like to be? I absolutely love the head, the heart, and the honeypot. What an amazing way to check in with yourself. I love that. (laughs) Yes, that's right. That is one of the beautiful ways that we can incorporate a whole-bodied approach to not only our sexuality, but to our deepest desires, to who we want to be and live and um, exist in this world as. It really is one of the key um, sort of thoughts on on the act of being present and being able to access that inner wisdom. So by by being able to identify what it is that we want, we can then identify what we need to change, which is going to set us onto the path of where we want to be, which is which is our inner wisdom. That's mm. tuning into our inner wisdom and finding out what it is that we really deeply want, and not just necessarily putting up with what we do just because we're doing it, just, just just because that's it and that's sort of why we do it. Yeah, okay. So, look, if we wanted to do that, what I mean, you've mentioned meditation as a practice which is incredibly powerful, but what what are the ways that we can really tap into that? So the really, uh, the, the really key ways that we can tap into it is really tapping into those five pillars like we did that series mm. on a little while ago where we spoke about, you know, starting with the basics. Where is it in the in our life is the basics not working for us? What do we need to shift? Are we having breakfast every morning? Are we going to yoga? You know, these little lifestyle shifts that are going to help us create the kind of uh, way of being that we want to be yeah. uh, living in. So we've got, you know, the basics. And then we go into uh, tapping into the mind. You know, how is our mindset? Do we need to start going to regular therapy? Do we need to work through um, childhood traumas? Do we need to move through blocks that we know are getting in the way? Uh, Choosing which things we're going to shift so that we can get into that mindset that we so desire to be in. Um, Connecting in with our heart and our emotions, which is, you know, acknowledging that our body speaks to us, acknowledging that um, there are things deep within us that we want to let come to the surface and allowing them, allowing them to come to the surface and letting our intuition speak and guide us. our spirituality, you know, where do we want to tap into the spiritual world more? Where is it that we feel that pull? Are we, do we feel like we're wanting to tap a bit more, more into, you know, crystals or cards or 
prayer or whatever it is, make the choice to tap into it and incorporate it into your life. And that's when you're going to start to see change. And then the number, the final one, number five, is our sexuality. Where is it in our sexuality that we are not happy with and where do we want it to be? And, and that's why I say we need to make choices. And it's all about choosing to make the change and then make the change the new way of doing life. Mm. And I got some really interesting information on the weekend as well about embedding that change. And it was talking about how, you know, chemically and scientifically it takes 67 days to embed a new habit. So really being intentional about the things that we want to change and finding that reason, that purpose uh, for making that change and then making tiny little shifts each day Mm. are what Mm. are going to get us there. And in six months' time, you know, you've changed your life because you've worked at just little tiny things each day because you stopped for a moment you thought about it and you found your purpose for making that change. That is spot on. We really see differences in our life when we make conscious choices Mm. and, and we do purposeful change and we're dedicated to it. And, you know, the reason as to why we might make these changes might be something as simple as we're unhappy with things are right now and that is completely valid. And another way that we also might look at it is that we might go, well, what if I don't try this new way of living, being in this world? Will I regret it? And you can sort of look at the perspective from, you know, maybe your 80, 90-year-old self yeah. and go, does my 90-year-old self look at me now and are they telling me that I need to make a, diff- a change? Are they telling me I need to make a different decision? Um, and we can get a lot of insight from looking at perspectives uh, in, in that way. And it can help give us a little bit of a push to making those choices, which might seem scary. Mm, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, just such an important thing to do. I love that you bring, um, you know, all of this stuff back to self that even sexually, it doesn't lie in someone else. It lies within you. Yes, exactly. It all lies within us. We actually have all the answers that we need. Our inner wisdom contains so much. We Mm. just need to know how to tap into it to be able to gain all that inner wisdom, all that intuition that we've been so shut off by for so long because we're doing things in mundane ways. We're just going through like robots. But if we can get out of the robotic actions and we can get into conscious choice then we get to access all of what we actually are truly capable of, And then that makes our life so much more purposeful and we get so much more happiness out of it. And we feel that long-term, like deep satisfaction because we haven't just gone to the shop and bought the latest top that we've been eyeing off, which is only going to give us momentary satisfaction. Yeah. But we're getting satisfaction that goes really deep all the way in and will last forever. And your body is, as as we talked about earlier, it is an incredible barometer Uh, and we talk about gut feelings. There's actually a reason for that because your body will let you know uh, if it's a choice that's bringing you closer to being aligned or whether it's a choice that is presenting some sort of danger. You will actually feel it in your body if you tune in. 100%. It is incredible just how loudly our body speaks to us Mm -hmm. when we we stop for a moment 
We drop into our body and we ask our body, what are you telling us? Yeah. And we, and we every time we will get an answer, guaranteed. Absolutely, we will. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, it's an incredible vessel. And sometimes the body actually knows what's good for us before we've actually consciously thought about it. Oh, yes. 100% Louise. <laughs> Usually, most of the time, it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's smart like that. It's smart. It's like our own personal psychic. If we just That's listen, right. <laughs> exactly. Jasmine, a, a beautiful discussion once again. And if people wanted to reach out and explore their sexuality and also their purpose and how they might listen to their bodies a little bit more, what is the best way to find you? Absolutely. I would love it if anyone felt the urge that they wanted to tap into this a little bit more. We can do it through one-on-one work together. And the best way is uh, through my Instagram at Conscious Sexuality and just jump straight into my DMs and we can have a bit of a chat about what you're wanting, what your desires are and how I might be able to support you in that way. Awesome. Jasmine, always a pleasure to have you on After Dark. Thank you so much once again. Thanks, Louise. Fancy a quickie? Nikki from Flirt Adult Store joins us with this week's hot sex toy tip on Quickie with Nikki on After Dark. Well, who doesn't love a good quickie, particularly at the moment because the you know the calendar is groaning under all of our uh, you know things that we have to do. So a quickie is always great. Now, Nikki, you are my girl. Hey, I'm super excited. (laughs) All right, so what are we talking about today, my love? So we are going to talk about the little thing that no one likes to talk about Mm -hmm. that is so much fun, which is butt play. Right. Okay. Yeah, look, it is always something that I find, um, you know, does sort of sneak in to uh, to conversations once couples have sort of been together a while or, you know, mm-hmm. um, whatever, but we don't really talk about it. We'll, we'll happily talk to our mates about, about, you know, oh, we had amazing sex last night or whatever, but that sort of doesn't come into it. But it normally stops right there. It People does. feel a little bit ashamed by it, mm. um, worried that they're going to be a little bit judged by it. But working in an adult store, I'm on the front line. I see how many people are actually into butt play and there's a lot more than you would think. Yeah, okay. So I guess the first thing that we need to work out is what is the great thing about butt play? So your butt has eight thousand nerve endings inside and you can stimulate those by using finger play you can use toys and you can use toys that vibrate so i'm all about everyone exploring that area right okay that's really interesting like eight thousand nerve endings and is that for guys as well yeah, everyone's got it. So it's got, um, you've got so many nerves in there and they, they actually like to be stimulated. A lot of people go, oh, it's a one-way passage. Yeah, it is. But you've also, once you push past that little threshold, males have their prostate gland there, which is an amazing orgasm for men to experience. Yep. But for women, having anal play actually pushes on your bladder, which pushes on your G-spot. And you can actually have a really good orgasm 
from anal play. Right. Okay. That's really interesting because, yeah, it has, I, I guess it has this thing around, you know, women will actually do it, you know, to make their men happy because they want to, you know, experiment in it. And they're open to that and they, you know, they want, um, they want to experiment. But the fact that, you know, you can actually orgasm through anal play as a female is, is quite new. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's a really different orgasm. It's, um, I believe it's a little bit better. I personally enjoy it because it's not something that's getting done every single day. So when I do have the anal orgasm, it's fantastic. It's almost like a bit of an out-of-body experience. Oh, okay. We, should, we all need to do it. You need to get with that one. It's where your whole body moves. Your whole body shakes. You can't kind of not let out a sound. It's that good. Right. Okay. Well, look, you are selling this uh, real hard. It's and good. yeah, it's yeah, good. yeah. Um, I'm sure opening a lot of people's minds. So, if we wanted to get into butt play and we're brand new at it, what do we need to know? So, the first thing is if you're using fingers, be polite and make sure that you have trim nails. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have any long nails that could cause any damage internally because the tissue inside your body is really delicate. So keeping your nails short is first and foremost. Right. Second is lubrication. Lubrication is always required for any type of anal play and that is because the anal canal does not self-lubricate like the vagina does or your mouth or your eyes. So you will go in what we call going in dry and it is quite uncomfortable. So you need to have lubrication second. Right. And thirdly, you can use your finger or you can use any type of anal toy, like a butt plug, anything that has got a round or an anchored base, as the bum muscles do tend to kind of have a pulling motion. Yep. So whatever goes in needs to come out safely. And fourthly, relax and have yep. fun. Okay. Enjoy it and know your limits. If it's uncomfortable, stop and try it again. Yeah. Um, and communication with your partner. And if it's on yourself, you know your body, but just have fun, connect with your breath because it is really, really, really sensitive down there and it is a really good thing when it's done right. Right. Okay. All right. So obviously at Flirt Adult Store, you have a whole range of anal play toys that people yeah, can- We've uh, got stuff from beginners yep. right up to experience. Right. So come in, see our friendly staff, mention the code LIVE30 and you'll get 30% off your purchase. And you can also purchase toys online at www.flirtadultstore.com.au and use the code LIVE30 to check out 30% off. But come in, have a look, have a feel, have a touch. Yeah. The girls in store will explain to you what lubrication works best with what toy and just start getting in touch with your body and experiencing an orgasm like you've never had before. Like I, if I could show you guys how good it was, I would. <laughs> but we're not going to do that. But it is honestly, don't be scared of butt plays. You're not going to get a piece of corn under your finger. It's not like that. It's not the horror stories that you hear. It is a really good thing to do. And I reckon all people should be doing it. It's got to be on your menu. Excellent. I love that, Nikki. Thanks so much for sharing that today. And no as worries. Nikki said... off for After Dark listeners. The code is LIVE30. Make sure you jump on it. It does make a huge difference at the checkout. And we are so appreciative of uh, you joining us on this After Dark journey, Nikki. Uh, Flirt Adult Store are amazing supporters of After Dark. And we love you.
We love you guys too. <laughs> that was Nikki from Flirt Adult Store with the Quickie with Nikki. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store, Hamilton. We certainly hope that you've enjoyed tonight, dear listener, and it's given you some inspiration. Whether you're tired or you want to tune in to your body or take things to the extreme, we covered it all on tonight's episode. I'll see you same bat time, same bat channel, next Tuesday night on After Dark.